For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Theo Wells-Spackman. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we cover Princeton men's basketball, hurricanes in the southeastern United States, and Israeli judicial reforms. It's Monday, March 27th. First, we sat down with head sports editor Wilson Kahn to talk about the Princeton Tigers' historic run in the men's NCAA tournament. I'm Wilson Kahn. I'm one of the head sports editors. It was a really eventful basketball weekend. A lot of hearts were broken. Could you just give us a rundown of what happened? Yeah, so men's basketball was playing against Creighton in the Sweet 16 and Louisville on Friday night, as most of you probably know. They really just weren't able to slow down Creighton's offense. The Blue Jays scored 86 points. They shot 58% from the field, which is just not a winning formula for most basketball teams. They got out-rebounded 37-26, to and unfortunately for the men's basketball team, their March Madness run ended there in Louisville on Friday night. Was it potentially a defensive problem then mostly? Is is that how you would sort of analyze it? Yeah, I, th- I mean, they play pretty well offensively. They scored 43 points in the first half, which, you know, they're not a weak offensive team, but they're not sort of a run and gun kind of style, just pour a bunch of points in kind of team either. So the offense played well. I think the problem was they just couldn't deal with Creighton's size and athleticism. They just didn't have someone to guard their big 7-1 center named Kalkbrenner. He was too much for him. They had guard Baylor Shireman, who uh, was hot from outside who they just couldn't stop. So yeah, it was. I think it was mostly a defensive problem for Princeton at that point. They just found themselves sort of outmatched uh, physically and athletically. Yeah, so watch parties everywhere, huge alumni turnout, what's this meant to the community? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's been really exciting for everyone to sort of follow along with this run, um, not only with the men's team, but also the women who won their first round game two weeks ago before bowing out in the second round. Just good for everyone to know that Princeton's a basketball school, and, you know, I think that both teams are hopeful that this will drive, you know, enthusiasm um, moving forward. And also a big thing is recruitment, too. Coach Henderson of the men's basketball team has spoken about that as well. So it's all positive signs uh, moving forward despite the loss. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. In national news, powerful storms caused devastating damage to large swaths of the American Southeast on Friday evening. Mississippi sustained the heaviest impact, with 25 casualties already reported across the state. Alabama and Tennessee were also affected, with a total of 10 tornadoes reported between the three states in a single evening. Thousands are without power, and one very unusual EF4 designated tornado essentially flattened the entire Mississippi town of Rolling Fork. President Biden has approved disaster declaration for regions of the state, which will allow the allocation of new aid funding in coming weeks. Extreme weather continued throughout the region over the weekend, with a particularly dangerous tornado striking LaGrange, Georgia, and destroying dozens of homes yesterday morning. On Friday evening, an explosion occurred at a chocolate factory operated by R.M. Palmer Company in West Reading, Pennsylvania. Rescue operations are still underway, and at the time of writing, five people have been reported to be dead, and two was missing. Police Chief Wayne Holbin has claimed that rescuers will remain on site until everyone has been accounted for. The cause of the explosion is still under investigation. In international news, yesterday Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu fired Defense Minister Yoav Gallant, who is a member of Netanyahu's Likud party. This came after Gallant made a speech on Saturday, calling for a pause to the Prime Minister's plans to overhaul the country's judicial system. Under Netanyahu's proposal, the Israeli government would control the appointment of judges and parliament would be able to override Supreme Court decisions. Prime Minister's plans for judicial restructuring have been met with weeks of protests. Critics say that this plan stands to threaten the foundations of Israeli democracy. 
On Saturday, Russian President Vladimir Putin announced that the country will begin stationing nuclear weapons in Belarus. It's a change that the bordering Ukraine interprets as an act of aggression. With ongoing conflict on the country's eastern border with Russia, the Ukrainian Foreign Ministry has called for an emergency meeting of the UN Security Council to discuss preventative measures against what it calls, quote, nuclear blackmail. Today, there will be showers in the evening with a high of 58 and a low of 38. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by Regina Roberts and me, sound engineered by Philip Wong, and produced under the 147th Managing Board of The Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Haran, Class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Theo Wells-Spackman. Have a wonderful day.